Today's show is brought to you by podcastbranding.co. If you need logos, artwork, a website, if you want to make a phenomenal first impression, you want to look super professional, I'm here to tell you, Mark at podcastbranding.co is the way to go. He's a podcaster and an award-winning graphic artist. He's going to sit down with you, find out exactly what you need, and make sure that your graphics, your image, your professionalism, everything matches your brand. Check him out, podcastbranding.co. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. There's that music that means it's Saturday, but it's actually not the 24th. You get to listen to this on the 24th, but this is a show I'm doing. As you listen to this, I'm moving everything I own to my new old house. And so I actually went back. It took me a while to find it. But I went back to figure out when the heck did this show start? Because it didn't start with my buddy Jim Collison. And I actually went back and dug it out. I actually attempted to do a live show in 2011. I think at that point I was calling it School of Podcasting Live. It was horrible. It sounded like this. All right, I'm going to talk over this. The director's All name. right. Music for the sake of nothing here. <laughs> All right, welcome to the School of Podcasting's live playing here with Mixler. The title of this episode is Nothing to See Here. I'm just playing a bit. And I uh, wish there was a fade button on that. That would be cool. Listen to the noise. But um, wanted to... Have a gas heater on the Is background. There any kind of chat window here, so if I know if anybody's listening live, I guess not. No, nobody's listening. There's no sort of call-in button. There's nothing like that. But uh, I thought I would share something here. There is, if you go to brandedinternetradio.com, don't do that because it doesn't exist anymore. Where people can put a radio station on your website. And what I'm trying to find out is one of the ways you can do this with a website is. If you go to, if you start Notepad in Windows, Notepad, you can actually create a file that will stream an MP3 file. So what you do is you would open up Notepad. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about making M, what was it, M3U files to uh, stream something like that. So that was in 2011. And I think it was just me playing with Mixler, I guess, and maybe Spreaker. Then I decided to bring it back two years later in April. And again, I think I was just calling it day school of podcasting live or what well, it was weird. I don't know what I was calling it. Didn't know what I was doing. And uh, it sounded something like this on Spreaker.com. Nice. Oh, there we go. Today on the podcast coach show here on Spreaker.com, we're going to talk a little battle shootout here between blog talk radio and Spreaker. I'm going to explain to you what I've learned over the past month. Hit it, ladies. Oh, oh, Spreaker, you're killing me, Spreaker. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. All right, it's me, the podcast coach, where I uh, sit here and ramble into a microphone until Spreaker kicks me off. We talk about all things podcasting, got my chat window going. Nobody's in the chat window. <laughs> you can find this at schoolofpodcasting.com forward slash live. And uh, little old me will be there 
waiting for you to uh, join me. And uh, I do appreciate you, if you're listening to this later, all 10 of you. And uh, I want to see here. It says I'm live. I'm checking my screen here. There we go. All right, cool. We're live. All right. Riveting. Riveting content. A little, uh, tweeting action here. And so what I want to talk about yes. is the fact nice typing that a lot of people are getting into the streaming websites be it Spreaker be it uh, and if you're interested in Spreaker by the way go over and go to schoolofpodcasting.com forward slash Spreaker that is S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R that's who I'm playing with this month and I do like their console the fact that uh, you can uh uh, I'm sorry. I'm playing with things here. This is why I don't do live podcasting. Yes. Sadly, I still sound like this. And uh, he's chatting. He's typing. I'm way too ADD for this. You think? Maybe. All right. Let me type this, and then we'll get back to you, shall we? Yeah. All right. Great organization. And we'll do that, and this, and that, and this, and that. We'll just do them all and share now. Bingo. All right. If this was the podcast Thanks rodeo show, I'd be giving myself There's the no buzzer. Fade. Spreaker, can we get a fade, please, on the button? All right. Yeah, don't turn and, off your uh, phone. So what we're going to do is, is talk about the fact that people think they're going to get all these numbers because there's so many people on our website. You know, if you go to Spreaker, there's so many people on the website. And uh, guess what? Uh, there are also tons and tons and tons and tons of podcasts on the website. It's true. And uh, so consequently, if you have 5,000 people, on the website, and then you go in later, and you've got five thousand podcasts. Guess what? Yeah, you're not going to get that much. It's it's not a lot of trickle down. Yes, even back in two thousand thirteen, I was peeing in people's Cheerios, and uh, so I did this. Apparently, I did this show for four months because on August tenth, two thousand thirteen. Some guy named Jim Cullison contacted me. I think he'd heard me uh, somewhere on the one. Of, my guess is, let's see, August 10th, maybe August 3rd. He might have heard that one or something like that. But he said, hey, like, you looking for a co-host? You want to try this? And uh, so I'm just going to let this whole thing play. This is the first episode of Ask the Podcast Coach with myself and Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Before I play that, I do want to thank my truly, truly awesome supporters. Uh, you guys have no idea, especially now that I'm moving. You know, this, I don't know about you guys have done this in a while. Every time I wake up, I have the sudden urge to go to Home Depot and just blow 50 bucks. It's holy moly. So I really, really appreciate you. So we always give a shout out to our $20 supporters. People like IndieDropIn.com. So if you're looking to connect with other indie podcasters, check them out. IndieDropIn.com. Carl White over at Life in the Carolinas podcast. If you want to plan a trip to the Carolinas, you got to go check out Carl. Kim Kraji at Toastmasters101.net. If you're like, is Toastmasters that thing where you learn how to do like speaking? Yes. Check it out. Toastmasters101.net. Ed Sullivan at SonicCupcake.com. If you want to sound good. Go talk to Ed. Shane from spybrary.com. If you love all things spies, you got to check it out. 
Michael Delaney over at Baby Mountain Radio Productions. You can find him at babymountainradio.com. Max Trescott at aviationnewstalk.com. Greg over at Debt Shepherd, where he teaches financial wellness. You can find him at debtshepherd.com. Glenn the Geek Heber, the one, the only, the, the America's horse husband. Find him at horseradionetwork.com. And if you would like to be an awesome supporter, not only do you get the bonus content that we do that lasts an, an extra half hour at the end of the show, but you also get to attend a monthly private Q&A with myself and members of the School of Podcasting. You can join for as little as $5 a month. Go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Yes! Today on Ask the Podcast Coach, we are talking about I can't find me love. I can't find me comments. I can't find voicemail. I got nothing. <laughs> oh, so much fun. Let's get ready to podcast. Alrighty, here we go. We're up and running. And hey, check it out. We've got Jim Cullison on the line. Jim, say hey. Hey, Dave. How you doing, buddy? I'm awesome. Great to see you on a Saturday morning. We are. Uh, I'm always trying new things and testing things out. And uh, Jim politely said, uh, "Hey, you know, well, uh, you ever try the whole co-host thing?" And I'm like, "Not really, especially over Skype." And uh, I went, uh, "Let's do this." And I've been running around all morning uh, buying cables at Radio Shack. Which I <laughs> remember Radio Shack. Okay, back to the show. Buying cables at Radio Shack, which you'll probably hear on a future episode of Building a Better Dave, because uh, I'm going to introduce a new term here, and this does apply to podcasting, and that is, I got shacked. And this is where you go to leave, and the salesperson will not let you leave because they have to. In their, their case, they have to tell you about their their phone plan. And I'm like, look. I got to get back. I can I, I start podcasting in, you know, 15 minutes. And no, no, I had to tell them I had Verizon and things like that. So that was, that was, uh, I got shacked. Yeah. That's, that's the new phrase. Radio Shack is the king of upsale for sure. Well, they used to, they used to pimp batteries, of course, and now it's all pimping about phones. So, but, um, so yes, you'll hear about that in a future episode. Today, what we're talking about, I got a question and uh, it's from Jim and he does the show Opinionosity. And you can find that at Opinion. And as they say, well, here, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll play a little bit of this here. And survey says, here we go. Here's a little Opinionosity. Welcome to Opinionosity, Episode 7, July 28th, 2013. This is Opinionosity, a fresh look at news, politics, pop culture, and current events with Jim McKee. But what is Opinionosity? What is it? Opinionosity is defined as the ability to express fact-based opinions clearly and smartly. Intelligent, sometimes irreverent, but always 100% opinionosity. And now, podcasting from the great state of Michigan, your host, Jim McKee. In this episode of Opinionosity, 11-year-old boy saves a life. Moral attacks on Israel fall short. Big Brother, not the show, alive and well in 2013. Frack you to the anti-frackers. Rand Paul tells it like it is. The dummy of Detroit. John Boehner gives himself a failing grade. Kind of, sort of. All that and more right here on Opinionosity. So, a pretty cool intro. You know, because he's got that—he's got the name Opinionosity—to where you're kind of like uh, Opinion who? 
So they've already explained what it is and how it goes and things like that. And uh, obviously very well produced, would you, would you say? Yeah, oh yeah, good quality. Yeah, sure. so I'm like, all right, cool, here's somebody who, who took it serious. They didn't, uh, you know, just uh, wing it and see what's going on. And Jim is on episode seven, the, the dreaded episode seven. If you've heard about this, uh, uh, Todd Cochran from Blueberry said a lot of people don't make it past episode seven because you start to get that, hey, I've done seven of these things and I'm not on Oprah. You know, or whatever. I'm not on Jimmy Fallon or even, uh, you know, whatever. Queen Latifah, I believe, has a show now, right? So, and, uh, you know, Jim wrote me and he said, I, I not only have I not gotten any voicemail, I haven't got a single comment, uh, haven't got any email. He, he said, I've just got nothing. And so I listened to his show. And number one, Jim has a really cool voice. He has kind of a, a good radio voice and seems to be uh, going well. And, and I listened to the show and it is kind of... Uh, a mishmash of, of different news stories. And and uh, he played, the thing I was interested in, he plays clips from CNN and some of these other places, and he always gives, like, credit, like, you know, audio courtesy of CNN. And I'm thinking, that's good. I'm also pretty sure that's illegal. Uh, it just could be. I'm, I'm not positive on that, but uh, I was just like, all right, well, you know, there are a lot of things people do that are illegal on a podcast. But I, was I just, think, Dave, I think for commentary purposes, I think you can play yeah. up to a certain length clip and it, it's automatically covered by like some kind of. Yeah. What's it called? You know, uh, uh, fair I want to say creative. Yeah. Fair use. There yeah, you go. Right? There you go. So, OK. Yeah. Future Dave jumping in here. No, you can't. It doesn't matter how little or as much as you play it's unless you got permission from the artist the performer and the record label that's a no-go yeah so but here's the it's the good news bad news situation so jim who has this cool kind of announcer voice guy thing going on then switches it to an announcer guy who sounds like this and then it goes back to jim and he sounds so for me i was having a hard time figuring out when it was jim and when it was the other announcer guy thing now, he does do a good job of, he has this cool kind of whoosh thing that kind of lets you know, okay, here comes Jim, whoosh, and there he goes, Jim, and here's another. And now here's another clip from ABC, whoosh, kind of thing. But I could, to me, when I got about four minutes into it, I'm like, oh, I can see why he's not getting any comments. And to me, it was, it's, it's like the news. I never felt moved to write Dan Rather and go, hey, thanks for that story about, you know, the panda at the zoo that had the baby or something like that. And he didn't really ask for it. So what kind of comments do you get over on your at the averageguy.tv? Yeah, you know, when I, when I first started, not a lot of comments either. I think that's one of the things that podcasters really struggle with is they, they think they're going to put their stuff out and all of a sudden everybody's just going to comment on it. And, and uh, you know, Dave, I think in the sense of we talked about this last time I was on your show, you got to create that community and, in other words, to get the permission for those people to contact you back or to get comfortable with it and contact you back. I love opinion. Uh, I love the idea of opinion, you know, the opinion show, and he's going to give his opinion. And by the way, you can never be fair and balanced. You can never be unbiased. Don't say that in an opinion show. If it's your opinion, of course you bias it, right? It's just, that's just the way it is. It's going to be biased. So don't, don't say you're fair because you're not, uh, but just put your opinion out there. Uh, but like I think, like you just said, I think you got to ask for it. You know, I, lately I have been asking for a lot more of that. Hey, interact with me, send me an email, podcast at the average guy TV, whatever. 
and I, I'm just now, I've been doing this for three years and I'm just now starting to get more interaction with the audience. And there it is again. How long, Jim? Just now, I've been doing this for three years and I'm just now starting to get more interaction All with right, the audience. All right, back you to the episode. Gotta, you know, you, you, you got to give them something to write about. So it, have I not done that? Probably in a, in a lot of ways. Uh, but, but those comments, again, I think you really got to create that. And this, Dave, I like Spreaker for this because we got to, somebody out in chat right now, right? We can engage with our audience in the chat room, develop that relationship, and then they'll want to send you a note. Okay. I, I was going to be authentic. There's all sorts of hiss in that. I was going to leave it as is. I can't take it. So from here on out, I'm going to put this into a different channel using Hindenburg journalists and use their noise removal tool. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there you go. Ron was uh, on and uh, I'd been podcasting earlier and uh, broadcasting earlier, and uh, we were talking about uh, my my time at Radio Shack. So that's he got the early bird special there, Ron. He, he did, <laughs> Dave. You got you got a comment. I mean, you made a comment way back in a podcast about uh, about religion and mm. struck a chord, right? You're probably still getting comments from that one show where a, a reader, you know, a listener came in and said, "Hey, I don't want you talking about your God in yeah. your podcast. Can you can you take that out?" Are you still getting comments on that? I still do. Not as, you know, when it first came out, it was like, it just was the topic that wouldn't die because people were both sides of that fence. I would have people going, hey, wait for standing up for your faith. And then at other um, non-believers, atheists, whatever you want, skeptics, there's like 37 names. And uh, they said, uh, hey, that, that person doesn't represent me. You know, if, if we're asking you to be tolerant, we need to be tolerant for, for your beliefs. And, and so it was kind of weird. They just, everybody was like going about that. And, um, but yeah, every now and then I'll have somebody who's gone back through the, the back catalog and they'll be like, Hey, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and it's kind of that same thing. And it's interesting when you see a conversation that, uh, that does that. I just found there was an article and it's interesting. This is one of the great things about podcasting. There's a guy named Jamie Oliver. He's from the UK and always a chef and he's brilliant. I think he, I think he did a thing called the naked chef which to me just sounds like a bad idea. But anyway, um, and he, uh, he somehow had a court, and I need to go read the story again, but there was a court that actually said, yes, it's official, McDonald's food is not fit for human consumption. Now, of course, this is not going to get any media play. Why? Because how much money does McDonald's spend on advertising? And nobody's going to bite the uh, the hand that feeds on that, right? But... um it was interesting because, number one, I was like, wow, that, that story is getting no play at all. But I, I read it on a blog. But it was the comment section because somebody said, well, uh, poor people eat McDonald's because it's cheap. And then somebody else said, well, poor people are lazy. If they just you know, uh, cooked all their food at once, you could plan this better. And it was like, well, poor people don't have time because they have to work five jobs. And then, so there was this giant, I mean, huge, like I've never seen in a long time comment thread. And I was like, wow, if I did a podcast that had that kind of story relation, I, you know, I, I don't have a need to talk about why do poor people eat McDonald's. But if I had a podcast, that would be it because obviously that hit a nerve. And that's kind of it. You got to have those type of uh, subjects sometimes that do hit a nerve. Or there's uh, Michael Hyatt does a, uh, he's a, a pretty well-known speaker. He has a great book called Platform. If you're looking for something to read or listen to, definitely check it out. But at the end of his show, at the end of every single show, he says, he has a question. You know, what do you think about blah, 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 blah? 
leave a comment at, you know, this is your life or michaelhyatt.com slash whatever, 26 or whatever episode it is. So he always ends his show asking about such and such. And then he usually has a plan on what is his next episode is. And he says, in next week's show, I'm going to be talking about such and such. If you have any questions about that subject, here's the number. So he's automatically having people phone in their comments using SpeakPipe. So he's getting them out to his website. And then he's getting them out to his website to uh, to answer the question of, of the week. So it, it does kind of boil down. It sounds kind of weird, but uh, you have to ask for it. Yeah, and don't you think it really matters to? I mean, there's what's the motivation behind someone making a comment or someone giving you feedback? And if uh, right, let's just let's admit for a second we comment on other people's stuff because we want to get noticed, right? Mm-hmm. And if our site, if they go to your site and there's not a lot of traffic out there, there's not a lot of comments already going on. Ninety percent of the motivation to post is kind of gone because you're like, am I am I speaking into air? I mean, I would. This is why people used to post on Dig. This is why people, you know, post on ABC.com, right? If you ever look at some of those major news sites, tons of posts, and they're 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 not very good. The quality is horrible. Right. right? I mean, let's let's admit those are bad comments. You really don't want that kind of stuff. But you have to strike, I think, this balance between people speaking into dead air. They want to know they're going to be heard, and 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 in some cases, not just by you, right, Dave? If I post on your site, I'm doing it because I want you to see it. Yes. But I want others to see it as well, right? I, I want to engage in that community. And so you, you at least have to, they have to see some kind of activity going on in their site. If you have people who are posting comments and you're not commenting back to those like ASAP, right? You're not taking care of your audience. Right. I mean, you've, got, you've got to be doing that. Our, we don't, um, at TheAverageGuy.tv, we don't focus on the post comments. We have a Facebook community that I drive folks to. And that's just a better way to interact with people via Facebook. So if you looked at my site, you'd say, oh yeah, Jim, you don't get a lot of comments. Well, we go over to our Facebook page, tons more out there on Facebook. And I'm getting a lot of people. I started a, a private group for the School of Podcasting and those are really, really cool. Now, is yours public or, or private or? No, it's private. You got you to gotta ask and then I ought to let you in because Facebook with spam right now is horrible. Yeah. I, have, I, I don't know if you've noticed that, but I'm, it's like 10 to 1 or 9 to 1, 9 spammers one real person that, so I block, I reject a lot. Yeah. And, in there. and that's the other thing I had another, he hasn't even launched his podcast yet. And he was setting up, I think buddy BB press or whatever it was. He was setting sure. up a forum on his website and he was just having all sorts of problems. And I said, you know what? I'm not a huge fan of BB press. Every time I install it, I kind of got to a point where I'm like, where is it? What do I do? It's not very intuitive. And I said, if you want, there's a, a, plugin called Simple Press. I think it's simple-press.org or something like that. It's a really cool uh, plugin. It works really well. It ties in with your theme and um, it's free. Now, if you want support, it's it's a manageable cost, but I know I've used Simple Press. I had it on the Logical Weight Loss podcast. It had a nice little community going on there. Ray Ortega from the Podcaster Studio. Uh, I forget which one he used, um, but I know a few people that have all started forums and number one, they take a lot of work. It's uh, you've got to put something for people to talk about. You've got to manage them. You've got to you know let people in and out because you have to you have to block those things because they will just get overrun with spam. And the last one, uh, I think it was Ray said he had like multiple multiple hoops for people to jump through to get in. And even with that. They just get overrun. There's also these bots, and because they're popular, you usually end up using 
something. The one is AMF. I forget the one. I forget oh, something automated machine. It's the one they use at Blueberry. Okay, I'm going to jump in here. Please remember this is from 2013. These are not the best options for forms today. I've seen that. There's a couple other real, you know, there's uh, Bulletin is another one. And the problem is, is when you get a really popular forum, then robots, you know, people that write scripts and robots and things like that find ways to to hack into them. So Yeah, they do. You know, we have a really strong forums over at homeservershow.com. So the reason I don't have my own is I'm involved in that community. I'm and I'm in this for community, not notoriety. For so so why create my own? Most of the community I interact with is over at homeservershow.com. The key to, to those, Dave, so you mentioned uh, you got to have content, right? So if you're mm-hmm. going to create forms, you got to, and you got to, man, you got to prime the pump like there's no tomorrow. You're, for six months, you're going to be putting your own stuff in there and thinking nobody's listening to yeah. you, right? But you have to have strong mods. So Dave over at Home Server Show, he, and he got a couple, three, four, five guys and they monitor it. And it's, you've got to, because you're right. It can absolutely get out of control. So if you're thinking you're going to go to forums as a way to attract listeners, yes, you can. You better be ready to do a lot of work to make sure that those things are guarded, not spammed and not hacked. I mean, it's, it is a, it's a feeding frenzy out there. That's kind of why I went to Facebook, right? It's just kind of, yeah, they're not on my site. They're not coming to my site. But that being said, Facebook takes care of all that for me. Well, and people are already there. I know uh, for my my um, group coaching class that I'm doing right now, I'm using a program that I, I used when I taught at a college called Ingrate. And then I can put in assignments and we can put in a, our school calendar and there's built-in discussion boards. And I'm like, there we go, problem solved. And But I've had more than one people say, are you going to start a Facebook group for this? They just, that's, they're kind of used to that now. Oh, they live there. That's where notifications are. I mean, yeah. that's the power of Facebook, right? Is if you're there and that little red number one shows up, yeah, you click on it. Wow. The opinion towards uh, Facebook has changed a little bit. Uh, I'll put a link to uh, I, I, everything that is still around. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash 316. Right now, I would recommend if you want a private network, Mighty Networks uh, has some really cool tools. Back to the show. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I know there's a a popular comedy podcast. They're called Keith and the Girl. They do a uh, shoot. It's a couple hours every single day, Monday through Friday. And when they first started off, I think they said they launched their form when they had about a thousand downloads an episode. They said because and that's one of the things you you mentioned that, uh, you know, sometimes you go to a website to post because you want to be seen. You want to join the community. And the, the problem with having a form when you first start out is you don't have a community yet. It's on its way. And so people go to the forum and they're like, hey, there's, wow, it's a ghost town. It's like Google Plus when it first came out, right? Everybody's like, hey, this looks neat, but uh, there's nobody here, you know? And now Google Plus is actually starting to get uh, some legs yeah. and, and I use it a lot more I, I than like I used it. to. Yeah. For, for tech stuff in particular, it's a nice community. Uh, you know, a lot of tech guys that are out there on Google Plus. Hey, and of course, Google Plus is dead out there on Google Plus. Hey, Ron in chat says, I know that filling a niche podcast is sometimes talking to a brick wall. You know, uh, you know, they're listening, but they're scared to talk to you. You know, Dave, the smaller the niche, the tougher it is to get that conversation going sometimes too. Now, once it gets going and you've gathered your, your, your niche group, rich conversation at that point, right? Because you've found your most engaged, right? the smaller the niche, the more engaged your listeners are going to be when you find them. Right. And the conversation can be rich. You just have to live past full circle back to the seven podcasts idea 
you got to live past the seventh podcast, right? You have to outlive your capital. And, uh, and you, you just got to keep pushing on. And even though you think no one's listening, you got to keep going. Mark, you ready for some, some black hat uh, yeah. strategies here? here here's it. one. If you, if you know there's a question that most of the people listening have, call your brother, your cousin, your aunt, your uncle, somebody, and go, hey, can you call this number and ask this question? And here's the thing about that is uh, I, I learned this from radio. I remember when I was, I don't know, a teenager, and I called up and said, hey, can you play whatever, Judas Priest, uh, you know, you got another thing coming. And they're like, um, well, actually, right now, would you like to request Loverboy? And I'm thinking, no, you know, but they're like, because, and, and they're like, but yeah, if you could request Loverboy, you know, working for the weekend or whatever it was, something that was just so not Judas Priest at the time. And I'm like, okay, hey, you know, Rock and Rick, can we hear Loverboy working for the weekend? He's like, you sure can. And sure enough, you know, whatever. Seven minutes later, there I was asking Rock and Rick for Lover Boy, and hey, it sounded like, hey, we'll play it right now, you know, because you're the listener. And it was like, wow, that's how that happened. So, in some cases, to prime, but what that does, the reason I called, of course, Rock and Rick, is because I was like, wow, it sounds pretty easy to get on the radio. So you can, you know, if you have a question, you know, again, don't don't go completely, don't make up your audience. But you might want to try priming the pump and say, hey, you know, and, and here we got a phone call from, you know, here he is, uh, Ron from Poughkeepsie. And uh, some people may go, wow, you, wow, you can actually, if you call, he'll play it. Thoughts, good idea, bad idea. That's too spammy for me. Dave, you got me thinking about your last couple callers now. <laughs> that sounded like your cousin. It's <laughs> <laughs> your sister. No. Now, and anytime I've ever done that, I've only done it on the Dates from Hell show. And even that, I said, <clears throat> we found this story. So I reported on it, but uh, yeah. But that's uh, that's how people in radio do it. So maybe if you're really, really hard up for uh, for callers, you can manufacture one. <laughs> yeah, and just engage your listeners, right? I mean, that that is when they, if they do communicate with you, you better get back to them. Oh, and absolutely. It, you better get back to them fast, especially in the early days. You give it a week or two, you're not watching. If you set up, say you set up SpeakPipe and then you're not checking it like hourly, you're, you've got to, you've got to stay on top of that stuff because that's, that's, that is a connection. And the more of those people, you, those early adopters can sometimes be your, they may be your forums mods, you know, in the future. It, well, especially when you're first starting out, um, my, my buddy Cliff Ravenscraft says what you should do, because this isn't something that will scale, but if, when you first start out and somebody follows you on Twitter, you know, go to Twitter and see what they're into. It'll kind of give you an idea who your audience is or if they email you or whatever. He says, and get to know their first name and their last name and and don't make them fans. That's kind of a weird word, but, uh, you know, make them your friends. And those people will then become your core choir that goes out and just sings your praises because, oh, my gosh, this guy's so personable and he reached out and he seems like a really nice guy and we got to get online and whatever and we chatted or whatever it is. And yeah, you're, you're creating your, and this sounds weird, but you're creating your own marketing group, you know, that's going to go out and tell people, wow, you got to hear this show. And uh, yeah, let them in on this, let them in on the behind the scenes early. They'll, they're most likely your most engaged listeners. They're early, they're early adopters. They listened all the way through your show. Yeah. You know, probably when it was bad, <laughs> you know, they, and, and trust me, if you're, if you've done show one through five and you're doing number six, you think one through five are pretty good. 
when you get to 50 and you look back at one through five, you, you might cringe a little bit. Just, just, uh, <laughs> just a little advice from a couple guys who have done this before. So even though you think your, you st- your stuff is really great right now, you're only going to get better as you do more shows. And we are proving that today. <laughs> and, uh, and so make sure you're, you know, make sure you're engaging those early adopters because they listen to your bad stuff. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's always cool when it, it does start to, it is something, it's like a, what, what's the word? Uh, I, I want to say momentum, but it's more than it. It's the law of inertia. Something that, that is rolling will stay rolling, but getting it rolling is the tough part. Yeah. And it's really cool when you've been doing it for a while that, you know, every now and then, like last, I think it was uh, two or three weeks ago, I, I'm right now sitting in front of a Yamaha MG102C mixer. And I said, hey, I found this at Guitar Centers. It's pretty cool. It's got a built-in compressor. It's got insert jacks. And hey, it's only 99 bucks. I I think I'm going to recommend this is this is the mixer. And lo and behold, uh, on Monday, I got a thing said, hey, Dave, you ever heard of um, mm -hmm, something seismic audio? And here they have this little two channel or seven channel mixing board. Uh, and it's got sliders. It doesn't have knobs. Ooh, sliders. And it has inserts and it's got, you know, the whole nine yards. And I was like, wow. And it's only 64 bucks as opposed to 99. And it was like, wow, very, very cool. So I've actually contacted that company. I said, before I recommend anything, you know, can I put my hands on one? Because I don't want to say, hey, check this out. And then it's, you know, made of plastic and last. It's just junk. Yeah. 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 It's good to do your due diligence on that. But that's a good opportunity to bring your listener in on that, right? So, and say, and you, you, you do this really, really well of giving credit back to the listener mm-hmm. for the, the content of your show, you know, and letting, Hey, I, I heard from so-and-so because everybody loves to hear their name said on the podcast. Oh, I do. And, yeah. Yeah. No, like, me too. Yeah. It's if I'm on a show and I hear my voicemail, I'm like, look, I'm on the show. Oh my gosh. Wow. Cool. You know? So yeah, yeah. I, I do, Dave, I do four podcasts a week, not mm-hmm. every single week, but I do four a week. I still love to hear my name <laughs> said by somebody else on a podcast. It's, it's the weirdest thing. So engage your listeners, your listeners in that way, read their email, talk about them, bring up their comments that they put. I mean, if, if you do get a comment, man, mention that on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Fan the flames when it comes going in. And then again, you know, um, right now, I'm amazed. Uh, Libsyn just started a podcast. You can find it at blog.libsyn.com. It's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. There's Dave plugging the other people again thing that I do. And uh, But if you have a promo, and I love the fact that they're bringing back promos because I love promos where it's like a little 30-second or 60-second reason why you should listen to the podcast. And they're playing promos now. So if you have one, you know, if you're looking for some some promotion for your podcast, uh, go over to blog.libsyn.com. And what's cool is if you have one of those, I've had them forever, and because back in the day, you know, people used to swap each other's promos. You know, I'll, I'll play yours if you play mine kind of thing. And uh, I don't know why, but that just kind of faded away. I, I know. I need to do more of it. And, and just start it again. Yeah, there you go. And um, so if you have a, a promo or want to put one together, uh, there's an easy way to, uh, you know, kind of fan the flames and uh, get that and, and get that whole nine yards going. So for the record, Libsyn is still accepting promos. And I'm still kind of bummed that people don't like swap promos anymore back to the show right, do right. they so when you say there's they, they have a, what what exactly is that do i need to submit my promo to them and they then play it how In does their, that work what they do is um i forget what the email address is i'm sure it's over at blog.libson.com uh, and like i just listened to the one 
he said, grabbing his phone. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, but she said on this show, we're going to play three promos, one from the Red Pill podcast, blah, 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 and the other podcast. And so she does a story or two. And then in between the story, she uses them as like transitions, I think. And so all of a sudden you'll hear, you know, the Red Pill podcast, blah, 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 and here's the reason why you should listen and blah, 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 and the redpillpodcast.com. Because you always want to, you know, hit that, you're trying to get your URL stuck in their head. Yeah, so, it almost would be great to have a service where you could submit your your promo with, a, you know, a tag, right? And then you could, that would, almost like a match.com for podcasts. Well, I, I launched one. If you go to pod, oh. podcastpromoswap.com. Oh, and I did not know that. what it was, it's a directory. And what I did is I charged a buck. Why? Because you guessed it, our good friends, the robots, came to visit. And I'm like, all right, I need something to... You know, I'm not trying to make money on this, but I, I want some hurdle for people to get over there. And uh, yeah, I need to go back and visit that because if promos are coming back, I, I'm sure that's just a dreaded pile of caca at this point. And I still own that domain, but that directory doesn't exist because it just nobody cared. So you try something. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Back to the show. But uh, yeah, that was my whole idea was to I actually had a. Uh, a podcast called the podcast promo show that um, would just play a promo every day and uh, not every day, but every week, you know, just to help people. I wanted to help people find podcasts. And uh, the, the bad news about that, that's where I learned real quick. You have to control your content because in a real short amount of time, I ran out of promos and I was like, really? Okay. There's and I'm looking and the promos I found in some cases were really horrible. Like the audio was like, you know, here it's the Binky and the Wiz show. And then it sounded like somebody frying bacon underwater. And I was like, I, I don't want to play that on my show. It's like, that's horrible without going, here's a horrible, you know, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of fun. And uh, it's just a, to me, if you want something that's kind of a transition, they're a fun way to just go, Hey, here's a, here's a note from my friend, you know, Jim. And then, you know, the average guy dot TV. Covering all things Microsoft and blah, blah, yeah, blah. I, I don't have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, it might be something, uh, you know, people might be looking into though, in terms of, you know, growing that audience and. Yeah. It, it's it, like you said, it's gotta be curated. I, it, it's an interesting idea. It, so maybe if they are, Dave, they should contact you. I mean, it's an idea. Maybe that's a cyclical idea that works for a while and then it kind of more burns out and then it kind of comes back and kind of comes, you know, burns out. So I don't know. There's enough people that listen to this. If you think you would swap promos, let Dave know. And, yeah. uh, and uh, maybe it's coming back. I'm looking at the site. It's still there. Podcast promo swap. I think, oh, a whopping one, two, three promos on the site. And a free ebook, 15 tips for better promos. Yeah, Dave, I think if you did it in the context of a community, though, if yeah. you got it like, like you guys are doing with, with Podcasters Roundtable and some of those things where that community comes together and they know each other and those kinds of things. I, I think that might be a new or a different twist or an additional twist, however you want to say that to it, that keeps, because you want to, you want to promote people that, you know, I'd have no problem doing a promo for you on my show. Right. And, and, or for Ray or for Daniel or for my guys at over BYOB or for Mike Howard over JPEG to raw. I'd have no mm-hmm. problems with that. So huh, it's an idea. Well, it's interesting. Cause if we go back, have you ever heard of the phrase trucker, Tom, no. Trucker Tom was a guy that did a podcast back in the day, like 2004, 2005, and he owned podcastpromos.com, which apparently is going to nothing. And he sold it to Blueberry. 
who, because it used to be a list of promos and people would upload and things like that. But apparently that has gone the way of the dodo bird. So it would be nice to have a place where you could go and find them. And the idea was you could, um, you know, contact the other person and, and let them know that, Hey, here, you know, I played your promo. If you're interested, here's my promo. Cause sometimes, you know, why am I going to play a promo for NASCAR? There's, you know, we're talking podcasting. So depending on the, on the scenario, if it's, you know, completely not related. Yeah. Podcastpromos.com is taking too long to respond. My guess is because it's dead. It's tough because as podcasters, we're a little narcissistic, right? Yeah. And we like to hear our own voice. We like to see our own stuff. And I know it, lately as podcasting has gotten more competitive, mm-hmm. it really has. I mean, I don't know if you felt it, but it, it, the, the, the competition has stepped up a notch. And, and some podcasters are like, now we, we've gone from community to, oh, maybe I'm a little too hoity-toity to, to do, you know, to promo you. I've got my own agenda to do. Right. And it's less, it's becoming, I feel like it's becoming less about community and more about promotion. Um, I mean, one of the reasons I'm hanging out with you today is I just, I want to hang out with you, right? I'm like community <laughs> exactly. here. Exactly. You know, and do that. And so it's, uh, I, I hope we don't go too far away from this idea of podcasting being community outreach. And like I've said before, for the super niche, podcasting is great for the super niche. And, uh, and so I just love to see people stay in community. There you go. And I think that's going to be the last word on that. And man, a half hour goes by quick. And uh, so to to wrap things up, if you're not getting any feedback, number one, uh, make stuff that people go, oh my gosh, did you hear that? On a podcast, then ask them. There's a uh, one podcast, I haven't listened to it in a while. It was called Six Pixels of Separation, a guy named Mitch Joel. He's uh, kind of a internet marketing kind of guru kind of person, blogging guy. And his podcast was almost all information from his audience and his podcast was almost to the point of being annoying to the fact that every time he played a clip, Hey, if you want to hear your voice, you know, and whatever his phone number was contact and here's the email address, blah, blah, blah. And here's this. And then here it was. I mean, he just beat you over the head with his contact information. But on the other hand, his, you know, podcast had all this great information from, uh, from his audience and such. So, uh, you know, you got to ask basically, so that is going to do it for this episode. Jim, thank you so much for hanging out, buddy. This is fun. Except I don't Great to be here. There he is. Good. All right. I thought for a second we had a Skype moment. We did. Okay. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we're here every Saturday at 11. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I actually had the phone plugged in today. We didn't plug our phone number for people to call in, but uh, we'll do that in the future. And uh, thanks for listening. And uh, find Jim over at theaverageguy.tv. Correct? Is that the yep, best place? Right on. And, right on. Uh, you can find me over at uh, schoolofpodcasting.com. If you're thinking of signing up for Spreaker, go to schoolofpodcasting.com forward slash Spreaker, and uh, that'll help support uh, this lovely venture. But uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you again real soon. Everybody, enjoy your weekend. And then, of course, music for the sake of nothing. Only a half hour. Wow. I don't, I did not remember that. So the fun thing that we can learn from this, number one, you start ugly and you try it and you get better. And over the years, this show has been just a tool for me to try things like blog talk radio. And then we were doing Google Hangouts and we've tried different things. We, I, I bought a ginormous mixer so I could have a phone line that nobody ever used, but I tried it. And so if you would like to try podcasting, I would love to help you. Visit me over at schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code ASK 
and uh, I will be back next week, which is uh, Halloween. So we'll be celebrating Halloween with you live, 1030 Eastern Standard Time, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Hope you enjoyed this strange look back at episode one with uh, myself and Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Thanks to uh, Jim for being a great co-host and a good friend. And uh, it's been an interesting ride. This has been uh, pretty funny. And uh, I kind of miss Radio Shack. There are times when you just need cables. What are you going to do? Go to Walmart? I don't know. Thanks so much. Thanks to the awesome supporters again. You can be an awesome supporter by going to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And if you need free podcast consulting every Saturday morning, unless I'm moving into a new house, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Take care, everybody.